This is The House Call. Welcome back to The House Call Podcast. We're here covering a crazy week in the NFL. Some news around the NFL. We got the Lions are activating rookie wide receiver Jamison Williams off a torn ACL. He's a guy out of Bama. Um, yeah, I, I think he tore his ACL actually in Bama's playoff run too, so that'll be cool to see him back. Baker got cut from the Panthers and then got picked up off waivers by the Rams. So maybe we'll have some sort of quarterback competition there uh, next year, but knowing Baker, probably not. Jimmy G may no longer need foot surgery, so we could see him play again this season. So interesting stuff there. Now, Patrick Peterson, who's a former teammate of Kyler Murray, right now plays for the Vikings, uh, said recently that he thought Kyler Murray only cared about himself. And then he recently came back and said that really he was referring to Kyler's body language during the game. I don't know. Matthew, what do you think? Are you buying that? Yeah, I think Kyler Murray's a horrible teammate. Guys don't want to play for him. Nobody likes Kyler Murray on that team. You can see how the guys react to him on the sidelines. You can see how he reacts on the sidelines. And I've been saying this for a long time. All right. Rob, you agree with that? Uh, I I'm not gonna say I know Kyler Murray enough, but it just there there was a statistic. I don't I don't have it for some reason. I deleted it, but just go with me on this. Um, so Kyler Murray's record before Call of Duty drops is um, it's significantly better. It's like almost like a playoff team. But the moment the Call of Duty drops, all this, I think he's like two in like five when like the, the the week that it drops. It, I mean, there's a reason why they put that clause in. And I don't know whether I agree with Patrick Peterson, but just because you don't go call out a former teammate, you probably could should say it to your, their face. But, I mean, you just kind of add all the numbers and how things go together. It kind of does uh, – kind of works itself out. But that's that's just my thought process. Yep, fair enough. All right, so our big hot game this week, the, uh, the 49ers stunned the Dolphins despite losing Jimmy G early. Uh, Alex, what are you thinking about that? What are your big takeaways? Um, well, first, for starters, that's a big win for San Francisco. Um, they're really trying to make another playoff push, you know, after what happened in the Super Bowl. Um, Dolphins, uh, as an AFC East fan, obviously I'm happy, but from this perspective of an NFL fan, you have to consider, like, the Dolphins are still very much in it. Like, there's nothing that the Dolphins really can do better besides just be better. Like when Tua is 18 for 33, like an average is eight yards a pass. Like, okay, that's something to notice. I mean, you, the defense needs to step up as well. Like Brock Purdy is not really your guy per se. I mean, he just comes in and everybody's expecting him to be trash because he's like the third string or fourth string quarterback. But then he pops off, you know, those two touchdowns. Yeah, he throws an interception, but all around he still gets the win. Um, so, you know, from the perspective of a fan, it's like, wow, that was actually a really stunning upset. I know I was voting for, you know, the Dolphins to win that game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but just something to really think about, like the San Francisco 49ers could be really legit. I saw a story on Twitter. Um, I believe it's from Ian Rappaport. I can't remember. Um, I said, if Brock Purdy goes to the Super Bowl, and wins, it'll be a better story than when Tom Brady did it the first time. So that's hey, just something stop, to keep an eye on. Yeah, I disagree with that, by the way. I disagree with it completely, but just something. Let, let me hit on that real quick. <laughs> okay, so first of all, that that is silly, Ian Rappaport, that you would say that considering the la- level of talent that Brock Purdy was thrown to as opposed to what Brady was thrown. David Patton, you got, what, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. Please stop it. Just stop it. And especially since uh, Brock Purdy is – coming into the season 
mid, like almost the season's almost over. Brady started that season when Bledsoe went out. That is, I'll leave it at that. That is the most idiotic take. That is like, I want clickbait bullshit all over the world. But this is my thought. <laughs> okay, so the San Francisco 49ers, they, they're 17, they're five games. They've allowed 17 in a row, 17 or fewer points. It's, it's crazy. Um, if you look at like, Tua just doesn't look. The real Tua showed up this game. Their five-game win streak. They had played basically nobody in the past five games. And it showed. The real Tua showed up. He really showed. He played terrible. And what the time of possession, 40 minutes and 19. Number of plays, 79 to 45. Brock Purdy, he gave them so many opportunities to win that game. He, um, they, he gave them so many opportunities. There was three and outs. He threw an interception. Uh, but... I mean, once once Tua's uh, one of his weapons went away, all of a sudden he turns back into the quarterback that I've been saying he is. You take away Hill, you take away one Waddle, you take one one away. He's just the same quarterback that we've been noted that we've noticed in the AFC East. But that's just my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so going back to Ian Rappaport's take, obviously I disagree with it. I think Brady's first Super Bowl is probably one rookie quarterback Super Bowl. It's probably never going to be topped. But Connor. If the 49ers don't get Jimmy G back, can they make a legitimate playoff run with Brock Purdy? Man, Brock Purdy, I'm not, he had a good game. You know, he came in, you know, nobody game planned against him because they'd never seen him play. It's a lot easier to game plan on somebody when you have film on him. And nobody had film on him. But I'm gonna be real, I need to spray some for Breeze because damn, Tua stunk that game. Jesus. The moment that Tua Tungavailoa couldn't throw a five yard slant that goes to the, the, the end zone, he stunk. He got beat out by Brock Purdy. And I think it would be absolutely hilarious and beautiful if Brock Purdy goes out and wins that division. Just to throw it into the Brady dick riders like Rob over here. Oh, you Matt, better stop that right now. You I'm better just stop saying, that I'm right just now. Saying, I'm just saying. And I, look, I'm a Patriots fan, out of so job, Jesus. I'm just saying, I love, I, know, I love New England. But man, Brock Purdy out here, 25 for 37, two tutties. I'll take that against the Dolphins. I'm just that, saying that, we that, might have that, a new that, Brady. That, oh, oh, oh my God! <laughs> Random drug test incoming, guys. <laughs> look, Brock Purdy did what he was supposed to do, and that is just survive. Like that is literally what he had to do, just survive. The the, the storylines are not comparable. If Brady goes into versus Brock Purdy in the 49ers and loses, it's not going to be because of Brock Purdy. It's going to be because of that 49ers defense not giving up more than 17 points. And it's going to be because of Tom Brady's offensive weapons dropping every damn thing. And it's going to be because his run game doesn't get going or his whole secondary being injured. Yeah, it's fair enough. And I, I've always said that I, like after that 49ers win, I don't think that it was Jimmy G necessarily propelling the offense. They weren't good because of Jimmy G. Like maybe the Buccaneers or even the Chiefs might be good because of a quarterback. I thought it was more so that they had the weapons around him that Jimmy G was able to get the ball to, which is an important role, but it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier ask than to say you need to be throwing 20 yard dots every play. Um, I, I thought a big issue for the Dolphins that game was their severe lack of runs. I mean, Raheem Mostert didn't break 40 yards. He's their leading rusher. Uh, Alex, can you speak to that? Yeah, like when you have like weapons like Raheem Mostert, like especially speedsters like Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert is obviously one of the fastest guys in the league at that position. You got it. You got to do better. Like, it really comes down to the offensive line protection as well. Like 
there's there's no excuse for a running back not getting over 40 yards like yeah. as as a running back obviously it's your job to you know make the tackle see the hole go right through the seam and get the yardage but at the same time you it's can't like really do that if you're carries. offensive line yeah right. it's like it's not like you had 20 carries but at the same time you also have to consider the fact like your offensive line has to you know get you to that situation as well with no offensive line like you're going to be sitting there running like patrick mahomes in the super bowl that's pretty much what you're going to be running all over the place with no yardage and even you know go, going back to just the f- game as a whole like the dolphins they were an okay team coming into it uh raheem Mostert was trying to do his job i think he's more of a placeholder for a younger guy that's going to come in and take over that role obviously raheem most is in his upper 30s so just something to think about as well now rob what are the divisional implications for this for the afc east well so that means uh the bills overtook them they're uh what nine and three uh but i mean there's still one more game that the bills have to go against them the one that the biggest things is when you look towards the bottom of the division the Bills got the the Jets next, and the Patriots got the Arizona Cardinals at next. Essentially, the Bill, the the Jets and the Patriots, if if the Jets lose and the Patriots win, they're going to flip flop positions, and the and the Jets are going to be out of the playoffs once again. Yep, definitely something to consider. All right, so speaking of pass heavy games, uh, the Chiefs and the Bengals also went down, and Joe Burrow for the third time in a row put the Chiefs to rest. Uh, Connor, what were you thinking about that one? Man, I, I've i said this. I, I took him early in the season. Before the season started, I said the Bengals were going to go to the Super Bowl. Then they started looking a lot, not like they were the Bengals of last year. And they're really starting to come together. And they're getting Jamar Chase back. I'm just saying, Bengals might go to the Super Bowl. And I don't want people to think that it's going to be a Chiefs-heavy year because they keep beating the Chiefs even when they shouldn't. They shouldn't have beat them last year, and they did. They shouldn't have beat them this year, and they did. You never know. If they play again in the playoffs, even in Kansas, you might still have to take the Bengals with just how Joe Burrow performs against them. I mean, Patrick Mahomes had also not a Patrick Mahomes game, you know? He didn't have a crazy stat line. He didn't really do much to carry that team. And a lot of the times, Patrick Mahomes has to go out there and play like Patrick Mahomes. And sometimes when he doesn't do that, the Chiefs kind of fall apart a little bit. And they do it again against the Bengals, and they pay for it. Absolutely. There, there's no other way around it, man. You look at Joe Burrow. He, You can call him daddy now, Patrick. I'm, <laughs> Pretty I'm much. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. He owns you. At, and not only – you threw one touchdown against a Bengals secondary. It's like, eh. I mean, you got Travis Kelsey, not even Travis Kelsey didn't even get 50. He didn't even get 60 yards. If Travis, they they just laid out the the formula. Travis Kelsey's under 100 yards. You have a chance to win the game, especially when you got Joe Burrow running for 40 yards and and your running back running for 100. And then Jamar Chase slowly eclipsing, slowly um, getting closer to getting uh, 100 yards himself. His game back 97 yards. It's crazy. Uh, I don't know how any team's going to stop them in the AFC because if if they're firing on all cylinders, they're a team that I don't think anybody can beat. You look at the Bills, they have their flaws. You look at the Chiefs, I'm see, I'm sorry, they've lost to the Colts. The the Bengals, and I, I get the Bengals have had their fair share of like ups and downs, but I'm saying that the Bengals, looking at them, if they're firing on all cylinders, like I say about the Dallas Cowboys in, in the NFC, 
they nobody can beat them. Yeah, it's definitely fair. Alex, what are the divisional implications for this for the Bengals? I, I thought, you know, it kind of seemed obvious that the Ravens are going to win that division. Now I'm not so sure. Yeah, I mean, with the loss of Lamar, I don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, I know he suffered an injury in that last game. So that's going to definitely affect the team. So I, I think, that I, me personally, I think the Bengals take this with flying colors. Like, you got a team that's got an offense that has the potential to be pretty much unbeatable. And the defense is top 15 in the league right now. That's already still good. I mean, obviously, everybody has their concerns about Eli Apple because of the memes that came out after the Super Bowl last year. But that's besides the point. Like, you got a team that's been dominating, like, good teams. They've beaten good teams. Like, look look at Kansas City. Like, they've sunned Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the Ravens, they still have a chance. I'm not saying they're fully out yet. But if, they, if Lamar is out for good, then that, that's pretty much it for them. The Browns are going to brown. Deshaun Watson, it's Deshaun Watson. He's not going to do nothing. Yeah, um, I, I was maybe a little helpful, but I don't think he's turning it around. No. I think I think the Ravens are done, especially if if you miss Lamar for one game. That's one thing. Another thing is like that's secondary for for the Baltimore Ravens and that defense just alone. They're like I said in the past few weeks, and actually since probably the beginning of the season, they're very Jekyll and Hyde. They'll they'll blow you out of the water. They'll probably limit like. 10 points in the first half, but then they'll give up like 30 in the second. They're just really, they're really Jekyll and Hyde. And if you do not have the dynamic talent that Lamar Jackson is, you're not going to get that same production out of your offense, which means your offense is going to be off the field more, which means your defense is going to be taking a beating. I can see that defense giving up 40, 50 points a game. Still just so many flaws. You can't really trust them to pull through for the rest of the season. So it's kind of like an up and down situation. Um, I know they beat them in this season earlier, but name one team the Ravens are genuinely better than the Bengals at. Besides running with Lamar, there's really nothing. You know what? I'm taking the Bengals to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick I, with it. I don't know how you can. I mean, you look at their team, it, like they're starting to hit the stride when you're supposed to hit it. I mean, I, I'm I'm probably gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna agree with you, Connor. I think that the this Bengals is, are probably winning the Super Bowl yeah, this year. Yeah, this is I time to this is, it's time it's time for them to start winning games. This is when it starts mattering. It's December, you know. Everybody, especially this season in the AFC, where there's a weird there's year. A, there's a the AFC East. All four of those teams might make the playoffs. Very I mean, possible. They just might. You know, I doubt it. the AFC <laughs> but, West got two contenders. You got the AFC North with two contenders. AFC South is terrible but you've got such a wide open afc that right now you have to win every single afc versus afc matchup matters exponentially for every team yeah you definitely know? like yeah, one, I mean, loss, it, one loss and that that's pretty much that's it right the there. chargers the chargers raiders game was a very important game for the patriots it was the most important game outside of the patriots game this week because of the chargers loose we're still in it we still got a chance and they lost and we're still in it it's true. December so, football. Hey, it's not over till it's over. So exactly. Yep. December hey, football. Hey, sometimes you just, you just gotta keep hope. You just gotta keep hope. Yep. Yep. It's cool how that works out. Sometimes you have those narratives at the beginning of the season, but then you don't really think about well, it's like three months later that you know. So it's pretty cool. All right. So looking ahead, we got Bills Patriots. Uh was, that was Thursday night football. Not a great one. Connor, since you got the, the Patriots hat on, I'll let you take it away. What were your big takeaways? Guys. I legitimately got so frustrated watching this game midway through the third quarter. I accepted defeat. 
and I went and threw the football with my friend at a park because it was just I, I was just listening to the game and it just wasn't getting any better. You know, it's it shows and I, and I understand where Bill's coming from when he said that he's not going to make the changes midseason. It is too late for that. All right. Yeah. I don't think we should get rid of Matt Patricia as a coach on the team because he does have knowledge. But when you got this guy running your offense, I mean, what the hell does this guy know about offense? Our drives are the same thing every single time, you know? And also, Matt Jones, I don't want to hear any more complaints about that guy because the guy is working his ass off, has been playing incredibly efficiently, and is just trying. He's trying to get us there. And you've got a, a, an offensive coordinator. I don't care what they call it. He's the offensive coordinator. It's his offense that he's making, right? It's not working. And I love Ramondre too, but it gets kind it when you got so many different weapons, none of the weapons are amazing, awesome weapons, right? But Devontae Parker, every other game, just has that one catch where it's like 40 yards and we needed that. And then they never throw it. They never do it. it. Nelson Aguilar every game. It. Yeah. Really frustrating. Jacoby Myers is one of the most reliable receivers in the league. You and he's a gone third next down, year. and he's gone next year. He is not coming back. He's gonna be a what Bears the hell? Wide, he's gonna be a Bears wide receiver, guys. They got 110 million dollars in cap space. Yep. He's gone. He's yeah. gone. Johnny Smith. I don't care anybody who shits on Johnny Smith. He's not even getting playtime. Johnny Smith is very good. He is very good. He's and he's very good. Down list. He Go down the list. Go he's down the playing. list. Why the Hunter fuck is Henry. Kendrick Bourne not playing? Why? Kendrick Bourne. He's the best receiver on his deal. He is he is a top I, I I mean this. Kendrick Bourne getting consistent targets could be a top 20 receiver in the league. He really could. He is so reliable and he's just so consistent and yet they never use him. Hunter Henry, amazing red zone threat last fucking year with Mac Jones and he's not getting thrown to in the red zone. I mean, they every single time you get in the red zone, we think, you know what? It's just time to punch it in. Well, guess what? You haven't fucking punched it in one time this season. Maybe, and I'm just saying, maybe if you're if it's first and eight, first and goal, right? Maybe throw the ball a little bit. Let's just see. You've got the best red zone threat with Hunter Henry last year, and you're not using him. You got John U. Smith, who is very good on the screen game and is very good with yards after catch, and you're That's not literally using his bread and him. butter. That's why we went and got Literally him. Literally one of the most agile tight ends in the league. He's a receiver he's utilized with a tight properly. end build. He he's literally so like athletic and he's not getting used. I was so excited. I remember watching I remember watching a show and the moment the Patriots signed Johnny Smith, the guy goes, Oh my god, the fucking screen game for the Patriots is insane. You got James White and Johnny Smith. I know James White's no longer here. That's but the lot. fact that just imagine the screen game that we could have had. And they're not doing anything with it. It's annoying. Yeah. Mac Jones for MVP. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop that. And right. I, look, 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 look. I let's let's look at some of the things that it that goes into this game. I don't. I never at one point in time thought that this was a game that was won. I mean, there was one point in time where Miles Bryant was staring at a wide receiver as Bill, as Josh Allen's about to go out of bounds. He throws it back inbounds, yeah, and Miles Bryant just looking at the guy. How about the one? Why is he still on the team? Why is he still here? I can't. I'm about to go into that in about a second. Why is it that Miles Bryant on a third down play? I think it was Isaiah McKenzie caught the football. He waited for the guy to get back up, and then he decides to tackle him. I I couldn't believe it. I was like, "What are you guys having? What are you having a staring contest?" 
and he let him get about four or five more yards, and he almost broke free, which is the most laughable part. Look, Belichick, I love you, and I hope you stay our coach, but there's some things that I just can't agree with. You made the OC the DC. I mean, the DC, that you made him into an OC. By the way, in the red zone, we are the 31st at 37.5%. That is fucking awful red zone offense. And we've got good red zone options. We've got good options. We have I, so I think, many good red zone players that we just don't use them. Exactly. I think Miles Bryant legitimately has dirt on Belichick. I don't know what he's doing over there. Um, Flaherty. Flaherty, that man can't punt more than 30 yards. Why is he on a team? I, had, I There's some high schoolers that can punt. I, you go back to Elliot's freaking high I school. I can punt longer than he can. I'm, uh, it was, it's terrible. Why is Type 1 Thornton not getting any? Even when he's getting chances, he's seemingly beating his defender. I, I Man has left the building. I can't I can't wrap my mind around it. You have all these Kendrick Bournes not playing enough. But Nelson Aguilar is getting time, and he's been doing pretty good lately. But go back to what made us successful last year. Why one hell of a season too? And yeah, I mean, it's, it's it was a it was a pretty damn good season. But like we're there are so many games where we had opportunities to win, and it's just been either play calling. I'll give him Mac Jones played pretty bad in the beginning of the season, but he's turned it around. He's actually one of the most accurate quarterbacks so far going in the last couple of weeks. He uh, I think it's him and Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt, so uh, Jesus Christ, Mac Jones has not thrown an interception in 152 pass attempts. So he's doing something right. Um, I It's not like I gaudy things, but like even Mac Jones on the sideline, he's like, the quick game isn't working. Pass the, the fucking, fucking ball. ball. It, so like, I I think that was, a, that was the, that he won me over right there with that because I'm like, okay, I haven't seen any fire out of Mac Jones really. And then he stepped up as a leader right there. I was like, finally. Finally, and then Belichick came out saying that he may not be making that change for. Uh, uh, I get it; it's late in the season, kind of makes sense. But at this point, I don't. What do you have to lose? Are we really going to make a deep playoff run? So experiment with another offensive coordinator. What does it have to? I there was a report that came out to saying that Bill O'Brien might be just by Greg Bedard. Bill O'Brien may be just sitting by the phone waiting for the call. Ex, like I, I've seen Josh McDaniels Please. coming come in. Like I think it was a Super Bowl and be our offensive coordinator. Why not? What what do we have to lose? That'll wrap it up for the Patriots, Bills, Bucks, Saints. That was a big one. Um, one of the most boring games you've ever seen up until about six minutes left. So um, I don't know, Rob. Why don't you start us off? It's actually five minutes and thirty four seconds, but who's counting? Um, so Tom Brady, my God, down sixteen to three, the Bucks had a point seven percent chance to win. Brady has, he didn't just win that game once. He won that game twice. One was a laser to to uh, Godwin holding on Donovan Smith. Lost of 10 yards. Then he's like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll give him another chance. Then a game winner to his running back, White, with eight seconds remaining. It is his 44th career, fourth quarter comeback, passing Peyton Manning. This was his 25th win when passing more than 50 times. That the closest, the next closest is Dan Marino, Warren Moon with five. Look, what he's doing right now, besides all the anomalies I could keep on coming up on a weekly basis about him being the greatest, but you're not supposed to be doing this at 45 years old. This is insane. And to do it with a, a wide receiver core that was 
essentially just dropping and losing you the game. He had a couple passes. There was one to Julio Jones and one to, I think, two to Julio Jones, one to Mike Evans, where he overthrew it. Yeah. But it's also but, like you can't expect perfection out of the guy. He still threw a pretty dang good game. It's your job to catch the ball as a wide receiver. So but then, no like, dropping it. but then they were dropping everything. His run game was just like non existent. Fournette had 49 yards, White had 28. Godwin had 63 yards. Mike Heaven had 59 yards receiving, and White, his running back, had 41 yards. It just—it was. I—I I honestly thought they were going to lose that game too, but yeah, you, you cannot. You, Nobody comes it, back down 13 that late. I just you know you don't really. Expect it, there that. was there was three minutes to go, and and that I mean it says 5:34, but it was realistically around like three minutes left when he got his last touchdown, and uh, his first touchdown. They had no shot, and and just like he keeps on doing the unthinkable. I don't care what anybody, any Patriots says. You go look at that Super Bowl where they were down twenty-eight to three. I'm gonna stop. I can't believe I, I I ever would doubt him, but I'm gonna stop doubting him until his triple did triple zeros. I'm done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Connor, what would you say that the Bucks' biggest concern is moving forward? Because they have a real, they're likely even, it's ironic because they're six and six leading their division. Patriots are six and six, last in their division. But it's likely they'll have a shot in the playoffs. What are their biggest concerns going into the playoffs? Two things, Tom Brady's age and their running game. Their run game is God awful. You don't don't actually, his age isn't their main concern. Oh, it's gonna be because this season, Dude, this season it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna hinder. I, I'm not saying I love Brady. I love Brady, dude. I do. He could have fooled man. me. Have I, what are you talking Bucks about? Games? I got two. Honestly, outside of this, out of the outside of yesterday's yeah. and the Browns one, I've watched. Yeah, that oh, makes so sense. Oh, so you watched the two worst games? But it's I, been so you like, see, I love Brady. Oh, he didn't throw fifty I love touchdowns. Brady, but I'm yet. a Patriots Brady. fan. Yeah. I'm got a Patriots it, fan. It. Yeah, you, lo- you lost. You Their lost. Run game, you know what? Let's move on I to know Alex. Alex, Man, what's your here. answer to my question? <laughs> How about someone who watches football? No, I, I think I think the you know your two biggest concerns. I will say Connor is right. Their run game is god tier awful. They're um, terrible. But Tom Brady is not the concern. It's your wide receiver's ability to catch the ball. In my honest opinion, because as we've seen all season, they cannot catch consistently. Like, there are games where they will just drop, like, six or seven passes. You cannot do that in the playoffs. That Mike Evans playoffs. drop is the worst drop of all time. I don't care. That Mike Evans drop was quite possibly the worst drop I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, it's ridiculous. And if you take that kind of, like, team into the playoffs, you're not going to make it far. You're just not. Because you can't catch. You can't run the ball. You got the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, you need you need you to catch true. the ball, man. That's true. But, you know, I think what it keeps coming back to me is it it just seems uncharacteristic. Like, Mike Evans is a great receiver. Like, we know he's a great receiver. So when he makes a drop and he's on a bad streak, I don't know. It just feels like that the Bucks team is not playing to their potential right now. No, and that's what no, I, I just I think they close. can ramp it up to the playoffs and make I a think serious so too. run. And I think I they'll think be they underestimated because they're not going to have a great record. But yeah, It's weird, but Leonard Fournette's been a better receiving back than he's been a running back this season. And it's... I mean, this guy was getting laughed at last season for not being able to catch a ball, and now he's a better receiver than he is a running back. He's a dual threat running back, yeah. Definitely. And barely a running back. Yeah. Rob, what are your thoughts about their uh, last season stretch? I mean, 
as far as this season being their last season, because I think that that's what Tom Brady is not going to be with this team anymore after this season. That what you're referring to? Uh, sorry, I'm at late season stretch. I misspoke, but yeah, I agree okay. with you on that. Uh, well, I mean, your running game is pretty. They're like dead last in running. Their offensive line is kind of in shambles. Secondary is all injured. Wide receivers dropping everything. At this point, it's like whatever could go wrong is going wrong. And I mean, Jesus, I think, I think Brady will pull. I think that he's gonna pull it around. I think he's gonna get there. I mean, he's probably gonna be like, hey, listen, they just need to get in. That's as far as I'm concerned. They just if, if they get in, I all bets are off. Look at the nine and seven Giants when they won in two thousand seven. Uh, yep. Anybody can get in. They can make some noise. All this team needs to do is get in, and just because they have the championship pedigree, I don't see them not having a chance of winning a Super Bowl. That defense, I mean, you look at the 49ers, but that defense for the for the Bucks, they're very good as well. It's just that, like the Saints, for some odd reason, are their kryptonite. There's no other way around. I believe they're two and six against the the the, the Saints. It's not it's not a recipe for winning, but I think. Look, they're playing probably their worst, worst football now. All Mike Evans needs to do is start catching footballs, which he can do. He's a, he has he has a pedigree behind it, and so is Chris Godwin. I think Leonard Fournette's going to start running all over people. Maybe the offensive line will start uh, really coming together because everybody rallies around, around Brady. He elevates the talent around him. They had no business. I get it. It's the four and eight Saints, but they're an in-division opponent. You could you could say the same thing about the Patriots versus the Dolphins in previous years, or Patriots versus the Jets in previous years. Anybody can win anything in that in each division just because of the fact that they know you so well. Yep. And just Thanks. because there's so much animosity against each other. But I think the the Bucks are going to start running away with division. I don't really see anybody in that division really competing with them. Atlanta, mm-hmm. eh. the the Panthers are doing pretty decent, and then the Saints just lost their second great game in a row to the Bucks. So I don't really envision them coming back and taking anything but an L. So they're going to be out of the playoffs. And then the Bucks could possibly win the Super Bowl. I just, it's going to take a lot of like turning that ship around. You got to get to a bunch of good teams in the NFC. You do? It's the top teams. Absolutely. But all you got to do is get there. Minnesota, That's the thing, like Philly especially. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, people tell me like, oh, well, they're, you know, 11-1. Like you really going to like bet against them? Like, I, I don't know. Once you're in the playoffs, you're zero and zero. So they you can almost lost to the game. Texans. They almost lost to the Texans. Philly's not going to get far, and they beat they the the Colts by one point. The Colts. I mean, Colts are a terrible team. You just you got to beat Dallas, guys. I Dallas is the best team in the NFC. If you ask gotta me, be they're the best team in the, the NFL. They're, the they're the best team in the NFL. Not the. I hate to say this. The I, Cowboys are the best team in the NFL. They they beat. Look, that Colts defense gives a lot of people problems. He gave Patrick Mahomes problems. They almost dropped. They dropped almost forty more points than than the Colts. That 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 what that, they did that to that? Was, exactly. Especially if they OBJ's been linked to them. I'm just saying that. They get OBJ. OBJ they get Odell, and I'm not saying that. I wouldn't say though, it's because over. Odell. They okay. So the Cowboys are the favorites to get him right now. Uh, and I saw something earlier that they are voicing their concerns. With his torn ACL because it's a torn, it's an ACL injury. Any ACL injury is bad, no fun. Jerry so, Jones doesn't want to sign him until he at least gets a workout in. Yeah, but he also said there's also been it came out that he may not be playing until January. So you're really gonna get him for a playoff hey, push. At which this is good. point, that's like three weeks. So that give him time. You know, give him a week to learn the system. You get him playing in garbage time in the last two, three games in the season, and 
get them ready for playoffs. You know? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're going to be in a spot soon where they don't need to win their games. They don't need to win their final final game or two. You know, they've already been locked in. I, I don't know about that. I think they're still trying to get that one seed with the the, the Vikings and the Cowboys. I mean, the Vikings and the uh, Eagles being ahead of them. I don't think they're going to be able to get the one seed because the Eagles. I think I think yeah, what's, Eagles the Eagles have. are going to have too easy of a schedule now. Even if the Cowboys go out and beat the Eagles, I don't think they're going to be able to get past the Eagles in the standings. I think they're going to be like, look, we're going to be this. We're going to be the fourth, fifth. We're going to be the fifth or sixth seed, but we're gonna we're gonna Start let our players rest. Beating the shit out of people. We're <laughs> gonna, they're gonna get that. Look, I genuinely they're gonna because they're gonna be the fifth seed. They're not going to be the first seed. They're not going to be able to pass the Eagles. If I'm the, if I'm the coach, I'm sitting the players. I'm letting them rest. I'm not playing them the final week. I'm not playing them the second to final week because there's no point in getting them hurt. Let them rest because it's going to be playoff football, and the NFC is very tough this year as well. Not oh, as yeah. tough as the oh, AFC, yeah. but it's still real damn tough. And the AFC, none of the teams have any ground to where they can rest anybody. You know, I don't, I don't see the AFC. The I don't see the AFC coming out. I don't see the AFC even coming out. I think it's the NFC Super Bowl to lose. I think I agree. I think the Chiefs with the Chiefs. You just said I, it. I mean, the they Bengals just dropped. Were winning it. If you want to rewind the tape, we. Can. I mean, I, I'm I'm probably gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna agree with you, Connor. I think that the this Bengals is... are probably winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Probably winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Probably winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Said problem is Bengals oh, Cowboys Super Bowl prediction. Because honestly, my like, if I had to make a prediction, I I love. I love the Vikings offense. I really do. I'm going Vikings Bengals. That's just me. Vikings. You think it's gonna be Vikings Bengals? I think it's gonna be Vikings Bengals. It's gonna be able to. I've seen Kirk Cousins have one good playoff game in his entire. Yeah, but the Vikings have the 31st ranked defense. So there's. Yeah, and they're and they're playing a bunch of offensive juggernauts in the NFC. The NFC is stacked with offenses. I think it's gonna be Bengals Cowboys, and I'll probably take Bengals though. Even though I think the Cowboys are the best team in the league right now, with just how they're performing compared to and who they're doing it to. Bengals definitely can do it, and the Bengals might get the first seed. They just beat the first seed. It's only a, it's only a game between the first seed and the second and third seed, and fourth seed. I mean, it's insane. It's real tight. Can the Bills beat the Chiefs again if they have to play them? No, yeah. no. no. A lot of teams in the AFC no. though. Josh Allen is not good in the playoffs. He's good against bad teams that shouldn't be in the playoffs, but he is bad against teams that belong in the playoffs. Well, he played good against New England. Let's be real. New England was not shouldn't have been in the playoffs last. No. Year. They weren't a playoff team. They were a good yeah, team, no, but they should. They were not. They were not a serious playoff team. You know, they were a seventh. <laughs> they were. They were what they were. A seventh seed that was going to get knocked out of the first round, no matter who they played. Well, I mean, in fairness, if you look at, I mean, we had just recently played the Bills right before that, and it was a loss, but it was like a ten point loss, or I don't know, it was something like that. Where it was kind of competitive. Yeah. We just, I think, we just had a bad game. They had a great game. I think that was definitely we, part of it. We never, we didn't even force a punt, but that's the end. We of didn't it. force a punt. Couldn't force a punt. Yeah. Anyway, very. Yeah, I want to see that Bengals Cowboys Super Bowl though. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a hell of a game if that happens. Still don't want the Cowboys to win it though. Oh no, I'm rooting for the Bengals. Absolutely. Hell no. <laughs> Fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> so Rob, you said that you thought it was Brady's last year on the Buccaneers, which I agree with. Um, yeah. But too. if you, I don't know if any of you listened to Let's Go uh, Monday night or last night, which was it's Tom Brady's podcast with Jim Gray. He does it every week. It's awesome. Um, but they had Sean Payton on, and if you'll recall. That was the whole thing where it was Sean Payton and Tom Brady were going to be on the Dolphins, and that whole thing kind of blew up and came out. But Sean Payton has confirmed that he wants to go back into coaching. And I don't know, just the way they were talking about it and like laughing about it a little bit, I don't know. I think it could be possible those two link up together on a team somewhere. So 
would be pretty cool. Wasn't there a rumor that he might go to like the Cardinals or the Chargers uh, for in regards to Sean Payton, not Tom Brady? Oh, um, um, I'm I remember sure. hearing something about that. That's a topic for another day. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be cool. I th- I think I think if that happens, they're gonna go to they're probably gonna go to San Fran. They're probably gonna. I think that's I what's going to happen. I don't know. I think when I say Shanahan, Tom Brady's though. age is biggest worry for Tampa is because Tom Brady's on the tail end of his career. Yeah, they've been know? saying that for about and eight Tampa's, years now. And, but no, he is. He's on the tail end. He's got what three years left, maybe. Tampa, you're wasting this guy's final years time. to go get what he loves, you know. And with how you guys are performing, this guy's going to look at it and be like, "Look, I take care of myself, but I'm not going to be around forever. I'm going to be around maybe five years." Right, I don't want to waste another year. He doesn't have years to waste. I'm j- he, Tampa needs to tighten up if they want to keep Tom Brady because Tom Brady's made that franchise. What it's it is. not happening, Connor. We're done. It's not yeah. happening. You're good. All right. Well, with that, this has been the House Call Podcast. Uh, make sure you check out our sponsor, Liquid IV. Check us out on Spotify to listen to full episodes. Check us out on all our social medias: TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, we thank you from everyone at the House Call here at the podcast. It's not enough. Let's go. Let's go. Jesus Christ, you guys go on tangents. Right, Jacob, Jones, what's going to happen? Well, you know, I mean, like when you look at it, if you think, um, when Don's up there, if you think the former champions, Ron Asanya, you know, doesn't get a rematch with 